back to the Playlist of Life podcast. I'm Eliana. And I'm Molly. And today, there's just so much going on with celebrities, music, that we just thought we would do an entire episode devoted to pop culture news and entertainment. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about our favorite songs that we've been loving. So, my song is I Should Hate You by Gracie Abrams. It's from her new album, Good Riddance. Kind of new. Um, And I love it. I love her. And this song, specifically the bridge, makes me want to, like speed down a highway and like slam my head against a wall and all of the things in a good way like a taylor swift bridge that's how this bridge makes me feel let's just let's just hope that molly gets her license because <laughs> don't let the dmv hear this <laughs> i promise i'm not gonna actually do that dmv <laughs> um no but i love this song it's her voice the softness in her voice makes you feel all the feels like, that's the only way I could exp- explain her, and I mm-hmm. absolutely love it. I cannot wait to scream this song on tour. People, Anyone in, like, my section or any of the neighboring sections better watch out. <laughs> it's a real warning. Um, but I love this song. I love the whole album. She's become, I think, my number two most listened to really? artist of all time. Yes, she's beat Harry. Oh, mine. my goodness. That's crazy. It's big. It's big. I'm get I'm becoming a really big fan. I love her. And we're going to see her live though. Ooh. My song is kind of a strange pick. It's This Is The Life by Amy McDonald. And um I had I found this song from Instagram Reels honestly because I deleted TikTok. I feel like I mention this every time for some reason. But I deleted TikTok and now that means I just spend half the amount of time on Reels and so, I'm really trying to cut down on it, but So now you found a song that was on tiktok all the time six months ago so now it's finally made its way to real right and i i really am trying to cut down on my time that i'm just like mindlessly scrolling but it's not working so here we are and this song it's it's just like i kept seeing songs so i'll read you some of the lyrics it's and the people they were dancing to the music vibe and the boys chased the girls with the curls in their hair and the songs get louder each one better than before so i've seen a lot of people use this song to show like clips of them at like music festivals and dancing on the beaches and it just feels like this is the exact vibe that we want for summer like just dancing carefree like dancing to the music the beach the sunset friends concerts music exactly so it's just getting me so in the mood for like summer summer and just that whole vibe and we're gonna do a songs of the summer episode coming either next time or maybe the time after tbd keep your um keep updated for that but i just it's made me so excited to just kind of get into the vibe of summer and we're almost to our ab tests which means we're almost to school dying down which means we're almost to the the summer summer. and we're currently on spring break as we record this so it's just like such the vibe that i want to harness and like soak all of it up and just i'm so excited it's starting to get warmer like nice weather this week it's going to be like in the 80s so excited exactly so i just it's just such the vibe that i want to harness and i've just been loving the song because of it um but now we're gonna do a little roundup of some entertainment and pop culture news that's hadn't been happening right now one big one is the eras tour i can't believe that we haven't recorded since the eras tour started um 
when we were when we had our last episode it was happening in like the next couple of days but now it's coming out i feel like we need to do like our reaction to the set list so oh, let's yeah let's scroll through the set list and see like the fact that it's 44 songs and three hours and 13 minutes exactly is like insane. she's a mastermind like i've said it before i'll say it again she's just simply a mastermind it, it's and, crazy okay eras tour spoilers if you're somehow surprising yourself i don't know who who has the like power to do that i'm not one of those people (laughs) but she opened with miss americana and the heartbreak prince which was such an unexpected pick but i love her for it like it's you and me that's my whole world like yes please i think like when you really think about it it makes sense so much sense lover fest was canceled but like and honestly the lyrics in the beginning of the song too. yeah of course but i also think like it all it just makes so much sense it's unexpected and i think that like for her to start with like lavender haze or like something expected like she wouldn't do that so she yeah. wanted to like you know switch it up and i think it's a really good choice i love that she kind of gives lover the its moment its moment which we'll discuss lover adjacent <laughs> things later yeah. in one minute don't think Whoa. we're not getting to that we're maybe this is an interesting album to be singing right now but i don't care we love it we love <laughs> london boy just a little hint on what i'll be discussing a few <laughs> and i'm surprised that she's singing the archer but i love it i'm surprised that she's not singing me and frankly i think i'm the only person who's disappointed about this but i am yeah that's missing surprise that, song it's weird actually i don't want that to be our surprise song the acoustic <laughs> version like no thank you like yes like yes please wait we'll get to the acoustic songs because we've been robbed a little bit i'm about to cry but it's okay um fearless i taylor's version i think is the perfect perfect trio let's take a moment to thank her for giving evermore its moment the moment the attention that it deserves the fact no one was saw that coming the fact that she said i do not hate evermore guys like i'm sorry i didn't give it a birthday post i don't even give humans a birthday post that was funny that was funny and i think like it was needed it was needed because taylor does so many things that are like on purpose like to make a message like easter eggs whatever and i think it's funny that like she's acknowledging like some stuff that she just is like a human being and like just does because she does it and i just thought it was like a funny little yeah and i love that it got got his moment some of the songs that are on the um list are honestly unexpected like I didn't think she would play Marjorie, but no. I think it's a very sweet, intimate moment. Especially with her grandma's, her grandma's voices in the back. I think yeah. that's such a beautiful, precious thing for her to do. Mm-hmm. Um, reputation. What more like, can you say other than it's perfect, except it is missing some songs? Where is... Getaway Car. Yeah, where's Endgame? When Ed Sheeran comes and... <laughs> I'm not a big Ed Sheeran fan right now. Um, but can you please come and sing Endgame? I didn't expect Endgame on the list in any, like... No, but it would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. I'm an Endgame fan to my core. Um... Yeah, but she really... I would have expected Getaway Car. Getaway Car I would have expected. She's been doing some several switch-ups. I think when she... I think she honestly could do that. I see that happening at some point. Um... But she also can't take any of the ones that are on that list out. So like, right, of course. Now we get to the interesting part of the set list where we have a single 
Speak Now song sitting all the way all around by itself. Like, girl. First of all, where is Long Live? The fact that she's doing a tour, Long Live is the most perfect tour song to ever exist. And it's the most perfect for an era's tour. It's saying, like, thanks to the fans. The whole era's tour is, like, everything condensed. It's for her fans. Right. It's like, thank you. Like, this is, like, the... Like accumulation of my life and this is what I want to leave you need long live there a hundred percent and speaking of speak now what do we think about the theory that she's going to release speak now Taylor's version during the tour and then switch up the set list to include that I think it's not likely but all of the speculation has said that she's going to do it on the August 5th show I don't know why that is but that is all I've seen so much speculation that's happening on the August 5th show really? I will not be there but it is my birthday and if Taylor decided to give me my favorite album that's being re-recorded on my birthday I would whoa <laughs> I would just whoa I think she would combust oh yes so please Taylor please 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 I would love that thank you Mwah. Molly would fly to wherever she was oh I would are you kidding I would fly to California in an instant <laughs> and yes I know that she's in California <laughs> Um, Red, I think, is perfect. I honestly think, like, some people might think, like, 22, We're Never Getting Back Together, I Knew You Were Trouble, like, are not the best songs on the album. They're good tour songs. They're good tour songs. They're fun. They're, like, just dance-along songs. And, like, maybe they're not, like, the most meaningful lyrics, but I just think that they're so fun and, like, you should just enjoy them. And she makes up for it with the most meaningful lyrics in a 10-minute song right after. 100%. Which... I've heard people complain, oh, she should have done five-minute versions so she get, could get other songs in there. No. no you are wrong. Like, people have been saying that. No. There's nothing like the ten-minute version. How could she not play it after all that? Everything. Just She's just like, that song, I honestly think, like, made her career. And I think it's one of her, it's her favorite of her songs. It's her favorite of her songs. Other and than it's my Willow, favorite of her song. Willow and, like, Lavender Hayes and Antihero. That she has 17 versions of. Um, folklore, I think, is kind of the perfect mix. I, and I think it's interesting that she did a um, subliss change with Folklore. Taylor, instead of opening the Folklore era with Invisible String, she opened with The One. I, I, I love Invisible String, but even more than that, I love The One. I am, It's such a beautiful song. It's my third favorite song from the album, and considering my first and two are not on the regular set list and we're both already surprise songs <laughs> sorry can you see Molly's a little salty that we're not getting this is me trying or mirror ball as our songs at MetLife this is me trying not being there with that I don't have words <laughs> Taylor please I need you <laughs> I need it um but me saying Taylor please if she would ever hear this <laughs> Um, I am happy with that choice. I know a lot of people are upset about it, but I honestly think it was a good choice. I think there's nothing she could do that's a bad choice, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Like, a lot of times I'm like, oh, like, I, um, she should have done this other song. But I know I would have missed a song that's there. She doesn't have a bad song. Yeah, that's And I so think true. saying I want her to p- replace this one with another is kind of unfair because everyone has favorites and there are no bad songs. At least mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, 1989, Where is Out of the Woods? So true. And Where is Out of the Woods piano version saying exactly like it was at the Grammy Museum. My Maybe favorite performance of... Maybe that'll be an acoustic of, one. I think 
I don't think she's getting off the tour without singing piano version of Out of the Woods. I don't think that's happening, and I need to be there for it. Because that's my Taylor favorite... Taylor per- MetLife Saturday. Please. That's my favorite performance Taylor Guys, has ever done. someone send this to Taylor Nation. <laughs> no, please. That's my favorite performance Taylor has ever done, Out of the Woods at the Grammy Museum. It genuinely, like, ripped me apart in, like, five different ways. And if I'm not there and she does it... Again, combustion. <laughs> um, but I think, like, yes, all of the 1989 songs were pretty obvious choices. Mm-hmm. And they were good. Same with the Midnight's choices, I would say. Yeah, there's nothing that's not on the Midnight's that I'm really surprised about, honestly. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised um, Midnight Rain is there. I don't know why, but for some reason I didn't expect it, but I'm not mad about it. It's so, like, tour, though. It is. You know? Yeah. And so now that we've talked about the songs, we must talk about the outfits because oh, these yes. are the most amazing things I've ever seen in my of all life. Time. And a lot of them are nods back to her previous eras. Mm-hmm. Like all of the fringe on her fearless outfits yes. make a nod to her actual fearless outfits. And she's honestly worn fringe in every era, every tour. True. The 1989 outfit looks almost identical to her 1989 tour outfit in different colors. The rep one. Is like the, an elevated version of what she wore the first time. Yes, the unitard mm-hmm. with the snake. Mm-hmm. It's perfect costuming. There, some the of fact the fact that she does these qu- super quick changes. Yeah, like, diving into the stage. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> um, I think everything about this tour is perfection. Honestly, there's nothing I would change other 100%. than adding this is me trying to the set list. <laughs> That's the only thing I would change because Taylor, uh, <laughs> please. <laughs> Okay, so Eras Tour, we're so excited. It's perfection. It's going to be amazing. We, like, can't believe Whoa. that we have to wait another month and a half before our show is. Um, and it's kind of starting to feel real that we're actually going. It like, is. in one way, it's not. Like, like outfits are need, see to, her. need to be bought. Outfits need to be bought. Outfits need to be planned. Friendship bracelets need to be made. Like, we have things the whole to thing. do. The whole shebang. But I, like, can imagine us there now. And oh, it's so exciting. Oh, I'm so... Like, my... My feet will need to put up with those cowboy boots. Like, we're going to be standing for three hours and 44... Not three hours and 44 minutes. Three hours and 13 minutes. 44 songs. Like, we will be doing it. The whole thing. 100%. And on the topic of Taylor. We have devastating, unbelievable news. No, I'm in denial. It's not true. Okay. So, if you haven't heard, which you probably have, and I don't know, hopefully they'll be dispelled by the time that this episode comes out on Thursday, but... There are rumors that Joe Alwyn and Taylor Swift have broken up after six years of being together. My heart. So, I forget what it was. It was like rec- it was like a couple days ago. An Entertainment Tonight article said that Joe Alwyn and Taylor Swift have reportedly um, split up. But here's the thing. It says a source close to the pair... So we don't actually know where they're getting this information from or if it's just, like, some random person who, like, claims to know. Yeah. Like, I could say they broke up. Right. How would they know I'm not Taylor's best friend or her cousin or whatever? Right. So we're really hoping that this is not true. How can you have the Lover album dedicated to someone? How could you have sweet nothing written with something? How could you write so many songs in folklore and evermore and he literally takes put his name as something else to give her the spot. Like, I don't know. I just, 
And the fact that people were, like, speculating they were married, like, I don't know. I just feel like, how could they possibly be broken up? And it just says, it doesn't give a reason. It just says it was amicable, which I'm sure it would be mm-hmm. if, if they did. But, and then the only thing that people are saying is that he hasn't been, he hasn't been at the concerts, but he could be backstage. He could be backstage. And, and he, isn't he, like, he could, filming stuff? Yeah, like, he's filming stuff. He could be busy. There only have been, like, four shows. Yeah. Five shows, something like that. Like, not many shows. You realize he doesn't have to go to everyone and they could still be dating. Exactly. So <laughs> I really don't know. And I wonder, I wonder, if Taylor was a different kind of person. Like, I think Taylor's very private. I don't think that we're going to get anything from her. Anything from her. I think later we'll either see a paparazzi picture of the two of them or we won't. And that's yeah. the only thing that we're going to know. But if she was, if she was like a different kind of celebrity, like I'm trying to think of like someone who would do this. I don't know. She would bring him out for one of the songs that they wrote together on Folklore. But I don't yeah. think that she's going to do that. Or even for, like, a song like Lover. Yeah. But I don't think that she's going to... Uh, that's what I think. I think we're either going to get, in a couple months, in a couple weeks, something, a paparazzi picture of them together, a photo of him, someone's going to see him in the audience at the tour, or we're going to hear nothing. So the only thing is that people posted it. People Magazine. They're very reliable. They don't post things that are just rumors. But I don't think Taylor is ever going to say anything. And I think... I said this to someone earlier today... I am not going to believe rumors, so until Taylor is out there and says, I broke up with Joe Alwyn, Joe Alwyn broke up with me, I'm not going to believe it. And she would never say that, so in my mind, they're just always together. But what if, but, okay, yeah. What if there's, like, paparazzi pictures with Taylor with someone else? Yeah. They're working on music together. I can't see, I'm blind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the only explanation. Yeah, so, I really, yeah, I think that, I think it's not true, just because... I feel like they're supposed to be together forever, but, but you know. And people are kind of taking this out of nothing. People are saying, oh, she made a set list change in the Eras tour. Oh, the Lover House burnt down. Like, I think that could just be some creative changes, like, to the tour. Like, I don't think she's putting Easter eggs in her tour as no. her own personal life. She would not do that. She puts Easter eggs to everything, but she's not going to put an Easter egg, egg to, like, onto her, her personal relationship. life, her relationship. That's always Especially been- if it was a breakup, something tragic. Right, and like, isn't it the sad, li- beautiful, tragic? Isn't it? The, isn't isn't that like the lyrics to Paris? Privacy sign on the door, on my page, and on the whole world. Romance, Romance is, is not dead, dead if you keep, keep it just yours. Like she obviously just wants this relationship to be something for her and Joe, and so I think the odds of us hearing anything are very slim. And I also think like I'm just gonna assume this is not true because yeah, I'm in denial. I'm going through the five stages of grief, even though I'm not the person in the relationship. <laughs> so moving on, we're going to kind of take a break from the Taylor content, as much as I hate it. And we are going to discuss Daisy Jones and the Six, because, oh my god. So if Haley was on our podcast pretty early in um, the podcast, she was on an episode, so if you guys know her, but Haley told me to watch Daisy Jones and the Six, and she was so right guys if you molly i know you've not watched it yet i have watched the first episode and i hated it you're wrong i'm sorry guys go watch the show go on to your amazon prime right now and watch the show right the second because this is one of the best shows that i've ever seen i think it's one of my favorite shows ever i think it's one of the best shows of 2023 I'm- i watched it with my parents and i fell asleep Okay, guys, don't listen to molly i have one episode left which is the finale and i can't bring myself to watch it because i'm so don't want it to be over 
but oh my god if you guys have watched the show please like dm us or something like i want to talk about it with you guys like graham and karen is my favorite thing to ever have happened to molly that was a bit of a spoiler okay um they're i'm obsessed with them don't burst my bubble if anything happens to them in the finale i'm actually gonna cry i think riley keogh and sam claflin were perfectly cast for the lead the music is amazing you know i actually i know i already said but my song that i should have said is look at us now because i'm just so obsessed i love simone she's so cool um i've i'm literally so invested in the show it's not even funny and i literally love it so much and there are rumors that the they're gonna go on tour or like do a couple of shows or like go on snl or something and i literally am there like i will be flying to wherever they're gonna be i'm watching them live like whatever happens i'm gonna be there because i'm so obsessed with it so that was just my little love rant on days years of the six and ignore molly and go watch it if you haven't already oopsie um so another thing going back to concerts joshua bassett is on tour right now um both of us went to his concert it was amazing it was so so fun i was in the pit for the first time that was such a good pit experience for me but i know so we were at the show we were at there were a lot of mishaps in the pit we'll just say one song had to be started over five times yeah there were a lot of people who fainted it was really really hot in the in the theater it was really hot um and i think must have literally like lowered the temperature because i literally felt it being colder they opened the doors i saw oh they opened the doors got it yeah so that was a little bit scary that he had to stop the show a couple of times but he is such a good performer he's so excited and genuinely happy to be there you could see it in his smile you could hear it in his voice he went up to the balconies like oh my god He, he makes sure that everyone feels involved in the show which I think is so meaningful. And, and like, I think not many artists do. A hundred percent. And like obviously it's different. He's in a smaller venue. Venue. But still. Like it was really an amazing concert. And I think like I like his music obviously. But I think even if you don't like his music. Like his concert is so fun. Because he's so excited to be there. Everyone loves it so much. Like honestly one of the best experiences of the concert. Was on in the music they put. Um, you don't know you're beautiful. Like. I have a what makes you beautiful. Sorry, oh my god, what makes you beautiful? Um, in you don't sp- say that in front of me. <laughs> in the speakers, and everyone was singing it um, b- right before he came on, and that was just like so cool because, like, a lot of concerts that you go to, like, obviously the audience is a, a, a lot of different demographics, but I feel like Joshua Bassett, it's mostly like teenage girls, so we were able to like bond with the people that were around us, and it that's just felt my, like such a community. That's my favorite thing about concerts, honestly. Like, that. That moment gave me a similar vibe to anyone who was at a Harry Styles concert knows Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire crowd would start screaming. Like at one point, it was louder than it was when Harry was on. <laughs> like that's not an exaggeration. Like I love the community of people at these concerts. It makes you feel so like honestly seen. Like I love these concerts and I think that was a great moment and the pre-show playlist is always a great moment of any concert. Mm-hmm. This is the first like real concert that I'd been to other than Rex Orange County which like didn't really have like. Well we came late. We came late so 
we didn't really have that same experience. So this is my first experience with that, and it was just, like, so, like, fun. And I keep seeing, like, he, he's doing meet and greets before, and he, like, sometimes, like, talks to people after if they wait long enough for, like, him to come out. And I just think he's so involved with his fans and like, just so genuinely excited to be on tour, and I just think it's great. And also his opener was amazing. Like, I immediately went and add so, added so many of her songs to my playlist. I thought she was great. 100%. So the next thing we have is the Barbie movie. So the trailer just came out for the Barbie movie featuring um, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. I keep saying Ryan Reynolds, but it's Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie. And And honestly, a lot of other famous cast members. Yeah, they have a really good cast. I'm excited, question mark? I'm excited, explanation point. I, so one, the cast is spectacular. Kate McKinnon. Dua Lipa, Simu Liu, like oh my god! I was watching the, I was literally watching the the t- trailer and I was like, Simu Liu, where did you come from? Literally, like this cast is amazing. And Everywhere you look, there's someone new famous. Yeah, and I honestly think the promotion for this movie is so good. So it's so good. good. The Barbie poster, I'm sure you've seen it everywhere. Um promoting such feminism mm-hmm. like it shows a picture of one of the kens and it's saying like this is this ken is ken but this barbie is president this barbie won a pulitzer prize this barbie is a ceo and it just shows the way that like obviously like i used to play with barbies but like i don't think i and like knew, like i had the barbie that was like a computer scientist or something that yeah. like, came with a computer, and I had the Barbie that you know came with a Dr. microphone. Doctor Barbie, and... right? But I don't think I ever realized, and I think it's because like we were like the second generation of Barbie, like we weren't like the first like kids to have Barbies. But um, I think that I never really realized how kind of different Barbie was from the from different dolls, dolls that were out there, and how much of an impact it probably had on Aren't... our generation and the generation before us seeing our women as able to do anything and the fact that roles of power for successful women like yes they're dolls they're fictional characters but i'm sure a lot of people looked up and said oh if barbie could do this amazing thing then why can't i a hundred percent and i think like people like like the dolls that you play with and like the stuff that happens in your childhood has so much effect on like your belief system and everything so like i think just something as simple as seeing a barbie be a doctor seeing a barbie be you know, a cowgirl, a president, and and also a dancer and a teacher. Like, literally Everything. anything under the sun is so amazing. And, like, just even if it's just subconsciously, like, it just soaks into the kids' like brains belief system. and belief systems that girls can be anything, especially if that's something that they're not seeing or that they're not being taught in other places. Yeah. So I think this movie is really going to dig deep into that. The fact that they're going into the real world and i think it the movie is a lot i don't know who the demographic of this movie is gonna apparently be apparently it's pg-13 so i don't think it's for kids i think it's for like teenagers Us. yeah i think we're the target demographic honestly i feel like this movie with barbie going into the real world is going to talk about the struggles of honestly like being everyone of being told like no you can't do this because you're just a woman barbie in the barbie land or whatever this little like barbie world is 
is built up to think I can do anything. Women rule the world. And I think this movie is going to have going to um talk about how I think this movie is going to have Barbie go into the real world and really see why isn't this the case? And like have like almost internal struggle with why do people think I'm not as powerful as I can be? Right. I think it's going to be a really good movie. I think it's going to be powerful. I hope that they, like, do it the right way. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think you're right. It has the potential to be amazing, and it also has the potential to be, like, kind of stupid, but either way, I'm here for it. Yeah. Either way, I will be in theaters on July 21st, I believe, or it could be June 21st, one of those two dates. Perfect. No, I honestly think that it's going to be a really fun movie, whatever it ends up being. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm so excited, and I think... The poster is amazing. It's caused a lot of hysteria online. I, I'm so looking forward to this. Yeah, it's like literally going viral. Like It's such good promotion for the show because everyone is making their own posters for like their organizations, their brands, like whatever. Taylor I Swift. saw a Passover-related Oh my god, that, I saw that one. It was funny. It was wrong about her hosted if you have seen it. <laughs> you can take that out, but I just needed to say it. Um, okay. Next is something that Molly told me that I have a little bit of trouble believing, so I'm just going to let her go into it. One Direction is getting back together on April 27th. Guys, take this with a grain of salt. I've probably said this seven times in the last year, but uh, I firmly believe it now. And I I know I'm not going to, I'm going to be so mad at myself. Like, I'm a crazy Taylor Swift theorist, of course I believe this. Um, But every member of One Direction is in the United States right now. James Corden, a great friend of One Direction, is, his show is ending on April 27th. And he did say he would be open to kidnapping them. There is a rumor that he's going to kidnap them. Louis said he he was open to being kidnapped. Zayn is in his active and social media era. Like, I think it's happening. I don't care what anyone else thinks. Liam said he wanted the band to get back together just yesterday. Like, I don't care what anyone else thinks. They're getting back together. And they're all free as far as we know in the next couple weeks like harry doesn't have a show for a few weeks like i'm so in for this happening and if it does you will never hear the end of it from me um but like it's happening i don't care molly is very optimistic about this from someone who is not as much of a one direction or harry styles fan as molly is i would say that i'm open to it but i'm keeping my expectations low this is also coming from me my excitement come from someone who doesn't even want them to get back together i've said many times i don't want one direction because to get of back their together. mental health stuff and that and also they're completely different people they were placed in a band together mm-hmm. when they were like 16 17 18 they're in their l- late 20s early 30s they're completely different people mm-hmm. who knows if they'll be they would be friends if they were all placed in a similar situation but in this age, we don't know if they would be friends. They're completely different people, completely different personalities. Yes, they have this childhood pulling them together, but are they the same person that they were when they were 100%. in their teens? I would say the, what they should do is like one... Reunion concert. Reunion concert. Not tour. One show. Actually, maybe a tour. No, I need like a, a whole like 10-year tour so that I can actually potentially go to a show. Because if it's one tour or one show, there's no way I'm getting tickets. So Maybe I, they could do, like, Madison Square Garden type thing. Like, couple nights. Like, 40 nights in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Harry can no, sell out 15. Then. Those tickets? 
would be even harder to get than Taylor Swift. Oh, much. Are you kidding? Like, much harder. That'll break the internet. Yeah. That would not be good. Yeah. And me not getting them will break me. (laughs) So now taking a little break from my giant obsessions. I'm sorry. Except they're kind of all adjacent. Um, we have a lot of celebrity relationship news that pe- that is floating around. So to finish out the episode, we just wanted to talk about three new celebrity relationships question, question mark. mark. So keeping on the One Direction path, <laughs> Zayn was rumored to be dating Selena Gomez. And basically they were like seen together at a restaurant, I think. And, like, one of, like, the waiters or something, or, like, the waiter's friend who told, whatever, um, like, made a TikTok or something that said that they were all there, and, um, I don't know how I feel. I love it. I think they're perfect together. Both of them, a lot of their career, a lot of their personality has been talking about encouraging positive mental health encouraging peace kind of staying out of the media as much not wanting to get involved with the drama based on all of that i think they'd be perfect together i mean we don't know like actually know if they'd be perfect together but everything i've seen about both of them i can't think of a more perfect couple honestly. it makes sense honestly like it feels like they're in very similar like stages of their life and of their careers and i mean obviously i think selena's career is bigger but you know they're still in well zane set. still has a very big career like yeah but i think they're definitely in the in the same like kind of stage of life and i think it's funny because if they are together i mean i know there were um videos of selena gomez in back in the one direction era saying oh yeah if i could pick one one direction member to kiss it'd definitely be zane <laughs> who's my favorite oh it's 100 percent zane they oh, recently followed each other on instagram oh. and zane's mom followed selena no way yeah Maybe this is serious that's <laughs> why i think that because um zane only follows 17 people on instagram and a lot of them are organizations selena gomez is one of those 17 people yeah there's no way like almost all of them are organizations there are very few like actual people there and she followed him his mom followed her like there's no way they're not together i'm so incredibly here for it i can't even explain (laughs) Like, words don't go to say how much I love this relationship, if it's real. <laughs> I I think, I would, I don't know if I need them to be together, but I'd I like do. to see, like, some, um, like, content of them together. Honestly, I would love a collaboration music-wise. Mm, 100%. I feel like their music's very different, but, like, I would not complain. I think that they would be able to mesh it, though. Yeah, I do, too. Um, okay, next is kendall jenner and bad bunny um and i never really like bad bunny was never really in my realm until the when i saw like videos and stuff of him at the grammys but i don't also know that much about the kardashians like i don't fi- like i don't think of myself as a very kardashian oriented person however i do listen to this podcast the toast and they talk a lot about the kardashians so i feel very up to date with kardashian happenings but i do think that that like they don't seem that they mesh together very well they just seem to give different vibes i don't think that he gives like kardashian um but i do think it could be fun and like obviously it doesn't have to be serious it could just be like a little thing and like there was a picture of them on horseback which was kind of cute but it's like i don't expect kendall jenner to like 
be on horseback. So, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make total sense to me, but I think it could be fun. Another one is Harry Styles was seen with Emily Ratajkowski, I believe her name is. See, I had never heard of her. I feel like Harry could... I don't know. I honestly don't have many thoughts about this relationship. They were seen together once. I don't know if it's The weird thing is, though, like, wasn't... Weren't they seen together, like, in Tokyo or something? Yes. So why was she there? Like, yes, he had a con... And she was also seen at the concert. But why did she go all the way to Tokyo Tokyo. if if it's nothing? Yes. That's why I'm, like, a little skeptical, but... I honestly don't know. I don't have many thoughts about this one. I'm just like, oh, you go, girl. <laughs> like, good for you. 100%. Okay, next one, we have even more than I thought. Next one is Chase Strokes and Kelsey Ballerini, which unexpected. is very unexpected, but it so makes sense. cute. So cute. They were together at an award show. There's a video of, like, her performing and him, like, recording on his phone like of course there's going to be a professional recording but him feeling need to record on his phone and singing and knowing every lyric and looking like he's having the time of his life like it's so cute i'm so here for it it's really cute and especially like i think that there's probably a little bit of pressure on him because what's her name the one from outer madeline klein yeah they were such a public relationship and obviously people really like them because of outer banks um but i think that so I feel like people probably were like gonna com- always going to compare his next relationship to that, which I guess I'm guilty of because I'm doing it right now. But I do think that they're so cute, and I would never have paired the two of them together. In my mind, she's a lot older than him. I don't yeah, know I if don't know if that's true, true or not, but... Because I feel like he didn't really come into the public eyes till Outer Banks, which I guess wasn't didn't start that recently, but in my mind it did. Yeah. And I feel like I've known her music a little bit for years yeah but i do think that they're so cute and i'm loving the content that we're seeing of the two of them the next this is oh actually she's a year younger than him no way she's 29 he's 30 so he's 30 that's so odd and here he is playing like a high schooler on a tv show he's like how old are they in outer banks are they supposed to be i have no idea i I think high schoolers Mm mm-hmm I don't know. He's 30? He, he's exactly a year older than her, ex- with, with the exception of, a, like, a few days. So they're a year apart. I never would have guessed he was 30. I would have said 25. I would have guessed he's, like, 23 and she's, like, 30. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, anyway, you learn something new every day. <laughs> um, the last one, this is, like, so and nothing, but I just have we have to say we it. have to mention Sean Mendez and Serena Carpenter. I honestly think that would be such a so good cute. pair because Sean Mendez to me is like an elevated Joshua Bassett. He's also like a baby Disney vibes, mm-hmm. and so was is he she. on Disney? I don't know if he's he on gives Disney or if he that gives he was. Disney. But he was the next big thing. I think the Disney's next big thing. No way. I think he might have been. That's I could be crazy. so wrong. If he was, that's crazy. But, no, but he, get, like, it seems like he would have been in a Disney Channel original movie. Correct. I don't think he was, but it seems like he would have been. And I feel like they're so, they would be a really good couple. However, Sean Mendes, like, team made a statement that's like, we are not together. I repeat, not. Like, he was, like, pretty, like, rough yeah. about it. So, I guess and ever nothing. since they made that statement, they haven't been seen together. They were seen together publicly multiple times and then haven't been since. 
so I kind of, I feel like there's something there. I wonder what that's about. But it was like a cute idea, I guess. I yeah. wish they were together. I feel like that'd I be so, so wish. cute. So that's what we have for this week. We always do a little pop culture update at the beginning, but we thought that there's just so much going on. We had so much to update you guys on that we would just dedicate the whole episode to a pop culture, but we'll be back to kind of our regularly scheduled programming um, two weeks from now. And we would love to hear all of your hot takes on all of the opinions that we talked about. We talked about. And Yeah. yeah. Let us know on our Instagram. Go follow. Playlist of Life Pod on Instagram. And we can't wait to hear from you soon. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.